For the nerds, the outcasts, the weirdos. And for short pants gamers? No, not you. Ah, crap. Get ready, all you grimdark goons, for dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf. Only right here on Grimdark Live. This is the fucking road! Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, weekly webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf from the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and as always, my co-host, Gary. What do you hear? What do you say, bud? I'm ready to talk about manage our game time whenever we're playing and to make sure we make less mistakes. That's it, man. That is it. And uh, yeah, that's that's going to be our topic for tonight, man. Really, big, I think we're going to boil down to, and I think we'll call this one, is play 40K better. How to do that. I mean, that, that's pretty much the essence of what we're talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. These are all in your control. That's it, man. As, as we know, we can't control dice. No. As much as Pat likes to think that I can. I cannot. Well, so. you know, folks, that's kind of interesting that Gary brought that up. And, and you know, uh, one thing I want to do mention is that we do have a guarantee here on Grimdark oh. Live, and that's called the Gary Frank Guarantee, where you're guaranteed to roll a six uh, on the six dice of your six game against your six opponent as long as you have a six sense of humor. And that's, of course, if you are ordering the Grimdark Live dice. If you head over to GrimdarkLive.com and you get yourself your, fre- your, your brand new Grimdark Live dice, Gary Frank, our little shaman here, he does personally bless them. I can't really tell you how that happens, or you don't really want to see how it happens. It's quite disturbing, and four people need a therapy after witnessing it. But you will get the Gary Frank guarantee. And, of course, let me say that one more time. And you're, gonna, you're guaranteed to roll a six on your six dice against your six game against your six opponents, so as long as you have a six sense of humor. That is the Gary Frank guarantee. Well, this is me looking around for Tums because all that just gave me heartburn just right off the bat. So. See, this is what we do, man. This is, uh, <sighs> we're, we're like an old married couple, man. You know, I guess we can say that now, right, Gary? Well, married couple, yes. I don't know about the old part. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thanks but for, uh, no, uh, today it's just play 40K better and it's just, it's just tips for, for you to have better games. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know what, and, and folks, I'm going to tell you right now, you're, you're talking to a guy that uh, that definitely can offer those tips to you, man. And, uh, and and me, I'm just going to be like, you know, some village missing its idiot somewhere. I'm just going to kind of tag along and you know probably say some things that uh, will get me punched by Gary later. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best here, folks. That's a that is a guarantee. Right there. So, <laughs> that is a Gary Frank go. guarantee. But uh, but folks, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Grimdark Live. And if you like our show, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, so here it is, uh, Gary. So with this topic tonight, all right, I kind of want to, I kind of want to be serious now, man. I got to be the serious one here on the show. You're always going off in left field and, you know, making ridiculous comments. That's where I play. So <laughs> what do you do about it? But with this, with this topic tonight, um, and you have some direct knowledge on this very topic and, and, yep. you know, uh, and, and that's really improving your game and being a better version of yourself in this game of 40 K, um, so, uh, you know, in, in what we're talking about tonight, we're obviously not just going to be talking to your, you know, to the, to the people out there about something just as simple as familiarize yourself with the core rules. I mean, we're, we're obviously going to be getting into a little bit more functional advice, right? Absolutely. Look at it as just basically anything in life, the better that you prepare yourself for it, the better off you're going to do. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that 40 K has a plethora of rules and it. it's not just. Rules for your army are your basic rules. There's train rules. There's all 
kinds of different ones are going to affect because there's different rules for different phases, so forth and so on. So hopefully after this show's over, we'll have given you a little bit of tools for you to use to be able to mitigate those to where you don't have to try and memorize everything. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and you might even get like a little like a, like a college degree. I think this goes towards college credits, doesn't it, Gary? A, a half of one minus half, so whatever hey. that comes out to. Well, see, folks, these folks, you know, here it is. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, kind of what I said before was maybe off the cuff, and I probably, I probably shouldn't have said that, but, you know, as far as, you know, familiarizing yourself with the core rules. Don't get me wrong. Players should always familiarize themselves with the core rules as, you know, moving and fighting and, and how to use psychic powers and shooting and charging and all those other essential goodies are, are critical to a game like 40K. But we, we, we have more to discuss than just that. I mean, all joking aside, right. one thing that, that gets overlooked in playing better in 40K, I'm going to keep using that term, uh, is is most gamers seem to skip the part about choosing a faction that you love, mm-hmm. and, and and you talk about that. You talk about the passion behind those armies all the time, right? And whenever you do that, you're going to be interested in it, and you're going to just m- remember more of it. So that's one of the first key ones: is make sure that you're playing towards something that you're. Then you're going to remember more of it and just be better at it. Yeah. Right? That, I hate to use the superpower terminology, but that's common sense. Yeah, no, you're absolutely that. right. Um, you know, it, and I would say that it's probably one of the more underrated tips, uh, you know, for a new player or even a seasoned player, possibly, is it, you know, when when we talk about you know, uh, you know, playing in this game, you're gonna have to talk about that faction that you want to play. I mean, 40k. I guess, you know, and this is something too, folks that Gary talks about all the time. You know, he's, he's, he's a pretty practical guy and even more so since, um, you know, he's, he's quit drinking and his parole officer has given him a lot of good, uh, good, good therapy. But, um, <laughs> but on the practical side, 40 K, uh, it's not a cheap hobby, Gary. I mean, no. player, players need to be dead set on the faction that they want. They're, you know, they're oh, going to yeah. spend a lot of time buying and painting their units. I mean, you've talked about this multiple, multiple times. Right. So but there's, it's important. The, the, it, it is important. Now, I, I, I'm at a very dilemma with mine. Tyranids is by far and away my favorite faction. Okay. But it's not my play style. And I tried it for years. I had a massive Tyranid army, which I know reality is this isn't my play style okay i was going there and playing my ass off and going three and two or two and three and not really doing any it just wasn't my play style so i guess i couldn't say not doing anything wrong i wasn't playing it as effectively as i should be and the arm for tyranids didn't fit what i wanted to do yeah which is assault and actually kill something when i did assault so i had figured out now that space wolves with gray knights on the shelf because yeah. they haven't have a book yet. So, and Space Wolves, in case you don't know, they assault really well, super efficient, and they generally pick up whatever it is that they touch, yeah. which is my play style. But it took me a long time. Here's a quick recommendation before we get cut off for the news, which Pat does to me all the time. So yeah, I, I will do that. Yes, folks. Is um, you don't have to buy that entire army to play it. Matter of fact, you don't have to buy a single model from that army to play it. Don't have to spend a dime. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute because I believe you're about to cut me off. I, I Well, I'm, I'm not really about to cut you off, but what I'm about to say so, is, you know, are you staying oh, true or are you sniffing glue? See? Oh, that's the part that I was going through. See? So, see? Well, see, how, see how rude he can be to me, folks? Well, 
back to the other part of that once we're done with these ones. I'm trying to uh, <laughs> minimize my verbiage here and stop stomping on a uh, here. Now I'm staying uh, staying true. I'm building, um, always building marine stuff. Now I'm looking at probably playing with just because I miss them and, and I like them, and um, basically going to try and do a battle report on that one too as well. So awesome. look out for that one coming in. Cool. Um, building and going and playing Saturday going to be playing a game tomorrow playing games so yeah just try the best that you can add what I'm doing so what yeah. about you what are you, what are you doing well, I, you know what, I got a little, I got a, I got a secret little thing. I, I got my knights; they're they're coming good. Uh, you know, I, well, that's I, not I, a I'm, secret. So, well, I, I'm working on another army. Uh, let's uh -oh. just say that they're that they're very much into the color green. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave that as a as a hint. I, I, I uh, that's not it. If anybody's watched this show at all, everybody knows we're talking about Death Guard or Nurgle. You know, you're that's amazing, Gary. You're like uh, you, you're like you're like psychotic. I mean, psychic. That's not even a but. At least make it hard. You see, you see how intelligent this guy is, folks. I can't believe it. I, you know, you can't. I can't keep a secret from anyone. See, the problem is, it's, it's like when Gary, you know, you know, he can keep a secret. The problem is when you know people he tells can't. You know that see, that's the problem with Gary. Pat saying I'm intelligent. That shows you how intelligent he is. So, that's not, <laughs> so I am. I, I'm not a good I, measuring stick whatsoever. So. I, I I am uh, uh, dipping my toe in the slimy pus pool that is uh, Death Guard, and. Um, uh, definitely, uh, definitely looking to get into that. But here it is. Here it is, folks. We're getting ready to the news. That that part that Gary wants to talk about because Gary, we got something here in the news that you're going to be all over, man. Like a cheap suit, like uh, uh, like yeah. stink on poop, like you know uh, what? What else? Give me, give me another one. You're going to be on it. What? Like what? What? I right. don't like. There you go. See, see, he, this, he's quick, man. He's got this. All right, here it is. Here is the news. And you know, Gary, I I, I really think that you're going to like this because this one. Uh, is all about your army, man. I mean, yep. here it is. So you've heard about this, right? We got the new Hexfire box set. This is oh, yeah, uh, absolutely yeah. About it. Our... This is Thousand Suns versus Sons. your Grey Knights, man. <laughs> yep. So uh, this is the new Grey Knights versus Thousand Suns box set is coming. Uh, it's it's included uh, with the. Uh, it's got the new Crow model. Now, if you went back and you you watched our our uh, show from what was it two two three shows ago, Gary? I think it was. Yep. We talked about this ago. guy. Uh, he's he's going to be the uh, in that box, and also I guess they have a new Thousand Sun Sorcerer that's going to be yep. in this thing as well. So all right, Gary, peel it off, man. You got to be you got to be happy as a pervert with a Playboy on this one. Well, as long as uh, and I'm not going to be uh, open with bad news, but I'm open with bad news. You better not screw this up, GW, with your releases. If I can't get these, it's going to be a problem. I think they're going to be okay because the good thing about this is I'd never have been a fan of releasing a book inside of the box. Unless it's like ASO, a AOS 3.0 yeah. or Indominus when 40K had reset mm -hmm. and you're putting the core rulebook in there. That's all fine. But you should never release that has the Army's book in the box. Okay. Because now you're running into supply chain issues with you only have them available in the box. This one doesn't. Right. So you have the box and then the books are on their own. Yeah. I'm assuming from the way that this reads that they're going to order at the same time. To go through it exactly. But yep. It it's a very great box to start with, not only because of the the, the badass Castell and Crow model that's in there, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the 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 fantastic uh, Thousand Suns model that's in there as well. The um, items you get on the forty k side of things are the uh, Grey Knight side of things. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have an HQ. You're gonna have your uh, Strike Squads, and you're gonna have the uh, Nemesis Dread Knight. Right. 
we call them the baby carrier. Yeah. That, uh, that's I got a comment about that when you're done. Uh, something I heard on the boards. <laughs> so, but the great thing is, is with the um, kits, the strike squads build purifiers. They build purgation squads. They build strike squads. They build interceptor squads. They basically build every power armored unit that you need for great eyes. You can pick whichever one is you want to build. Okay. In one box. Then I so have a question. One of the very, uh, very quality boxes to get for the items that are in it. Very similar to like Space Wolves. They had uh, Wolf Guard. They have a ton of bits in there as well. So that's what makes it a value for me to go in it. Now, you get the new model, which is an awesome looking sorcerer, and you get the traditional Terminators that are one of a kind looking, and there's no mistaking the Thousand Suns Terminator from any other ones because they look very Aztec y as you go through it, and their turquoise looking color on it's awesome. And Zangors are also a staple that's in any Thousand Suns list. Yeah. And, and you know, with Zangors, kind of like what we talked about before, you know, you can be bi with that uh, with, with that unit. You know, because here in Grimdark Live, we're bi dishual We do a Age of Sigmar show. We do a 40K show. You know, Gary and I are bi dishual And here you go. And you said, I took the left turn. What are you talking about? No, I, actually, okay. I, I want to go back. <laughs> the box set, the box set, the box set. He, here's the thing. Uh, I do like the fact that Zangors are in there. I like this box set a lot. I really, really like this box yeah. set a lot. And I know that you're a huge fan of the Grey Knights. Um, and honestly, I, you know, you, 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 that was going to be the, the, the teaching army, if you will, for me for 40K, if you remember that. Yep. Um, but here's the um, here's the thing I've been hearing about. I, I guess a lot of people. Now I, I I'm going to say this again. I love the box set. I'm I, I love it. But a lot yep, of people. I, think I know where you're going with this. When, when I was reading about this on the boards, a lot of <laughs> folks were kind of honked off that the Grey Knight side of the box was full of what they were calling mini marines, and they used that term baby carrier as well. Yep. Uh, why why is this such a negative thing for them? You know, why all of a sudden are people bent out of shape? I mean, I get it. Bitching and gaming go hand in hand. If you can bottle it, you make a billion dollars. But what I mean, what are the are there any issues with that are just people being moody? Well, gray knights are not going to get primaris marines, and they should not because they're kind that of they look be, at them as tainted, right? Because of the whole the whole no, they don't look at them as tainted. It's just gray knights are gray knights are what they are. They're very specific, very specific chapter that was created for one thing, and that's what they do. So to try and add new outside units into that outside of the firstborn marines mm-hmm. is just now you're just going straight power grab. Oh, I see. Have great I see. I see. There's no reason to play them as anything else. Okay. In, in my opinion. Because okay. now you get the best of everything. Every model's a psyker. Every model has X, Y, or Z that goes to it. And the price point would be ridiculous. And this leaves. Personally, this is my opinion. Right? Like, I don't have to go out and buy a whole bunch of other stuff now. I got to pick up the Castellan Curl model and then just stay within that gray light range right sure which is sure you know pick up some uh, nemesis dread knights uh maybe get some more terminators of paladins plenty of troops i have all that stuff to go with it i don't have the new model obviously and i don't own any of the nemesis dread knights because i played paladins and terminators largely is what i played with so but that that's them just complaining i have yet to see a release where it comes out to where there wasn't complaining about something now i will say that if these two play against each other straight out of the box the uh thousand suns are up against it because yeah, yeah, right. They give the other one, but that's right. not the point, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think my takeaway on this is I, I I love the box cover. I think it's really I think the artwork is awesome. I mean the the, the two new models are are pretty great. Yep. Um, 
Uh, and, and let me go. We go back. Well, the reason why I thought that maybe they wouldn't like the Primaris Marines is because the whole thing about you know call keeping them you know you know for for however many thousand right. years you know redesigning. I, I I I heard something, or at least I thought I heard something that the Grey Knights kind of looked down their nose at that that they weren't really favorable. Well, with that. I'm sure they do. And, and remember, right. Grey Knights are just specific. They're they were. There's a reason why they're the Hammers of Titan and their chapter is six six six. They're sure. there to do one thing: destroy demons. Exactly. Not, hey, we're this Primaris guy. I don't care. You weren't a part of what we're doing. We don't trust you. You stay away from me. Right. Like a gray knight, uncorruptible. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says a Primaris Marine is uncorruptible. There you go. Yeah. So that that's kind of where I was going with that with my first thing. Right. But you know, again, back to back to this box here. I think the box art is really nice, and and the two new models are are pretty great. Yeah. Um, I really thought that the Zechin Sorcerer was pretty was pretty awesome looking. Um, but you know, it's funny when, when I look at the, uh, I think it's the strike squad kit, yep. I think is, is nice, uh, as well. I, I think that's all pretty, pretty freaking cool. Yeah. The kit's very nice when it goes to it. The, uh, new thousand sun model is the infernal master. Ah, okay. All right. I, I, I couldn't remember what the name was. I knew I read that earlier yep. on the, on the release that came out, I think yesterday. Uh, but here, here's, here's my question. And again, the GW Shame on you, man. Shame on you. You know, you, you let another one slip through your uh, your eyes there. Get the QAQC process going. Zeech and Sorcerer, clearly summoning Screamers, and they're not putting any Screamers in the box. <laughs> um, whoops. I mean, were there supposed to be Screamers in the box? I think, well, I think Screamers in the box would have fit more than, say, Zangor's, my opinion, my humble opinion. Well, the difference is, is this is a Thousand Suns release, and Screamers are demons. Yeah, but they're still Zeech. But they're not Thousand Suns. Okay. All right, we're splitting. Wait, okay. All right. Wait, wait, the other, why is he summoning Screamers when they're not in their book? Other okay. than it's cool. Now, they might be, let me, let me reel that back. Currently, that's in a different book. And the new codex, they might actually be in there. Okay. All right, we'll see. Yeah, we'll yep. see. I mean, to me, you know, I, I guess where my mind goes is that, you know. That should be in there. You're right. It, it makes more sense. You put them on the freaking cover of the thing. Shame on you, GW. Shame, shame, yeah. man. What's the matter with you? Get There's it no cookies in this box. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's the news, man. I thought you'd be happy about that. Look, folks, look at how happy Gary is. No, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm sure you can, man. Now, I'm going to have to, and they did say, oh, we'll let you know soon. Well, we all know what GW's version of soon is. Oh, yeah. Could be still talking about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Don't hold your breath. All right, we are uh, going to come back and talk about how to play 40K better. Stick around. Public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. 
Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you, and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you, and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. Now, back to the show. All right, we are back, and we are, uh, we are talking about how to, uh, how to play this game of 40K better. And, uh, and gang, you know, with, with this topic tonight, you know, we're going to have some conversation points on how to really up your game. That's what I really mean when I talk about, you know, how to play 40K better, uh, as it were, in this, this game. I mean, this is a pretty competitive game. And in other words, you know, when we talk about how to play it better, these, we're an opinionated show. Gary right here is a guy that's run a lot of great tournaments. He's got a lot of street cred. He's, uh, he's an ITC rep. Uh, the, the guy knows a little, a little something, something by a little something, something when it comes to this uh, this this game of ours. So um, when we talk about it, you, there are things that you may agree with, you may not agree with, and and that's cool. We can have that dialogue. You know, leave your comments in the chats, and and, and we will uh, we'll roll with that, man. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, but let's get started, man. So Gary, when we talk about when we talk about upping your game, we talk about how to play 40k better. How do we? Well, the very first goal through everything I'm about to go over, I'll cover this at the beginning and at the end. You never want your opponent to be waiting on you. You want to be able to have all the either markers that you need, cards that you need, whatever, and go through your turn fluidly. Because when I say not waiting on you, it's not waiting on you to finish your movement phase or anything like that. It's waiting for you to look up a rule or what the casting value of something is or waiting for you to go... Did I cast it on this unit or what's the buff on that unit? Those are the things that I mean. Because now, not only is your opponent waiting on you, your opponent is now unsure of what it is that you've done and if we're now in a fair game or not. I see. So everything I'm going to go through with that is going to be for the goal for your opponent not to be waiting on you. For you to play efficiently and as accurately as possible outside of movement and deployment. Because those are things that are just models that you do with. But outside of that, there's tons of other things that go into the game how to track buffs, how to uh, understand what your units do, what's on their data sheet, those kind of things. For you AOSers that may be tuning in, it's War Scroll. Right. So, those type of things. Right. So the, uh, the the first thing that you do is you have your army list printed in your hand, not on your phone, in your hand. That way you can go through and just pick it up and look at it. And you can also highlight things like i always underline whoever my warlord is on my sheet i'll put it in big black letters and underline it whatever psychic powers that i have i'll put them in italics or whatnot so i can go right to them and then i'll list them to what the warp charge value is in the range because you know what it does so now you can just briefly glance at it i'd have to dig through a deck of cards or any of that to go okay it's warp charge six range is 18 and then i would put los next to it los means line of sight required mm-hmm. if i don't to it it's not required so it's that's just for psychics to go through and then you've got other ones for um tokens and items like that so the first thing that you want to do is have your army list printed out now i'm old school on this none of my friends do this i print out even if it's just a practice list 
because I'm practicing with it, but I want it to still be as efficient and muscle memory is a thing. And I'm a military guy and we always went through you. So if you're practicing like crap, you're going to play like crap. That's true. How, how I look at it there. So have your army memorized and you know it back, forth and sideways. Your opponent doesn't and he can look at it. And now list and then your opponent doesn't believe you and they stop to look it up now what have you done you're waiting on not waiting on you that's a difference yeah i like and your you approach can, on that i like your yeah, approach. And, and you and i've been i have my opponent and i'll be like crap i don't remember what this does and i have to find my book go through dig it out and all of that jazz but there's no there's I have a friend of mine uh elliot is one of the the best 40k players in the state. Uh, and I think it's outside in the state. And whenever we were driving to an event, he's in the back seat, old school legal pad, pen, pencil, writing it just as a sheet for him to keep with him. So it doesn't have to wait on anything. He can just refer to it. Right. So army list, however you want to break it down, do it that way. But that's the first start. And it doesn't matter if you're playing kill team at 500 points points, or the standard 2K. Have your list out, ready to go. And you can take all the nonsense off of it. I mean, you don't have to have every weapon pro because you're going to know that. You sure. don't have to look up what the range of a bolter is. Everybody knows this. But if you're playing Grey Knights, like, because this stupid new box coming out has got me thinking <laughs> I can win with them again, even though they're all missing a wound and they're overcosted, but whatever. Sure. There's a lot of things to keep track of. So, so first thing, like I said, is army list. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I I liked I like how you started out with the courtesy. I like how you actually, you know, you, you're remembering the social oh, yeah. contract of the game. You know, you, you I, when, when you talk I about I don't want you waiting on me. Yeah. Because I've got things that I want to do. And also if you're means now my brain isn't thinking about the turn, the movement, or what I need to do. It's thinking about this one ability that I can't remember. Right. Right. So keep your army list and keep your little cliff notes on your army list. Yeah, and, and let, me, your... let me let me back up what you said on the army list so that I can sure. you know so so that because I think I want to you know army lists. I I think what you're saying is they cut they, they 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 come in the form that that you know you want you know uh, they they come in the form of of your list to simply list your units that your that the player has that you have. Right. How, however, army lists can 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 also they, they can comprise your special skills, your strategies, your detachments, yep. and other data yep. players may need to a reference of, of of what they want to do with their units in the battle. So you're pretty much saying make sure your opponent isn't waiting on you and understands what your list is. That's great. Exactly. Don't hide anything. As soon as you start to hide stuff and look for God you and I are going to have a completely different game. Yeah. Okay. You know, that, that's just for competitive wise, you know, practice wise, things like that. Yeah, I'm gonna bring up a uh, app that everybody uses in 40k or the vast majority do. It's a uh, battle scribe. Sure. So yep. this app that you can use, and it has a ton of information on it. You don't need all of that. So once you've done your list of battle scribe, put it on a word document and get rid of like half of that stuff that's on there, and just have. I like to go HQ one. And whoever my my warlord, and then I'll put like a bullet format underneath it. Warlord trait. Here's the psychic powers, whatever it is that he has, and move on to the. 
his movement. I don't need what his gun is. I don't need any of that. We already know that. You know, Terminators move five. He's move six. All that stuff is on there. If they knew and you need that, I would recommend going and just creating a data card and taking that with you. That way you still have a quick reference instead of going to your book. And a lot of people go, oh, it's in your book. I said, yes, but you also have pages of other things. Sure. If you just have a quick reference, it's just the sheets of each one of your units works great. Yeah. Uh, uh, Battle Scribe have a thing called Butt Scribe. That's literally what it's called. Is <laughs> Butt Scribe. Butt Scribe. Right. So you and you take your file from, and I'm going to, I'm getting off trend a little bit here, but I'll go right back to it. You can take your Butt Scribe, hit a button, and it will give you all those data sheets like they're right out of the book and then you can just print those out and take a That's new awesome. army and i just keep it with me and also if i know my army really well i will hand that whole pack to my opponent and go here you know just so they can see it and they know what it is that's going on sure so that's one make sure your armies are squared away and army list is square so you're not waiting on that so Got that's the, the first tip okay good the one. second one that I'll go into is make um, an AOS does a great job of this. I don't know why 40k hasn't done it and it's very irritating to me because um, like markers it'll say um, plus one save or they'll have one that says oh, yeah. uh, mystic shield or whatnot. Right, It comes with the game. Yeah. 40K is like, We're not doing that. Or you can buy the um, the decks of cards. Can't find the picture at the moment or package up for everything and yeah you can flip through all of them but after a while you're going to know what they are right you want to keep those as a reference pull out the ones that you use but i like to take poker chips and then write down uh plus one cover so whenever i have a spell this chip next to the unit Mm -hmm. or i'll put or a red token means this or a green token means this that way as you're going through it try and remember all the psychic powers you put on or all the strategies you use, those kind of things. So those are markers that you put on your what's on them and your opponent knows. And now we're not going to wait to try and remember, hey, did Sanctuary go off on my or didn't it? Do you remember? I know I failed one. Was it that one? Yeah. Or was it this? You yeah. Know? Markers you, are, are so your, critical. Your opponent's just your stuff. It's yours. And yours is to keep track of it in a manner that you and your opponent both understand what has what. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the second one. Make markers for what it is that you're doing. Right. Then on a third one is stratagems that you're using are in the right phase and at the right time. There's a very good way to do this. And I highly recommend this down yourself or typing out yourself and not going and printing this part out. Yeah. The reason why is because stratagems are very important integrated part of the game. So specific times generally. Some will say during the movement phase. Okay, which means anytime in your movement phase you can use that particular strategy. I would recommend creating a column that says pre-game. Any stratagems you have that's pre-game, you list them right there. So this is a checkoff for you. 
I want to do? Oh, yeah, I want to outflank this unit because that's going to shoot me to death. So let me get this off the table. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, and then you're going to go in game is deployment. So what are all your stratagems that you use during deployment? Put those down. Just by the name, you don't have to put the actual stratagem down. And if you're really new or you're doing a new army, next to the stratagem, you can put a little parentheses. Uh, you don't have to put the whole thing out. Like, if it's a redeploy stratagem, you can just put parentheses redeploy and how many command points it is. So you can go do anything. No, I'm good. Right. And you go, what do I do in my command phase? Now, here's the important part. There's some stratagems say the start of your command phase. Sure. Some of them say your command phase. Some of them say the end of your command phase. Right. If you go and use a different stratagem in your command phase, you're no longer. So if you use one that says during your command phase, I, I technically you would be if it says during your command phase, mm -hmm. but you're getting my point. End. Command phase, for example, because there's sure. not a lot that goes on other than I gain a command point. My chapter masters are going to give rerolls to this guy. Those are things that happen during the command phase. Right. So anything that you can do that's a stratagem or ability, you want to have it in that section. So you can just go through and look at it real quick and go, okay, I don't want to forget this. But my chapter master is going to put rerolls on this. Yeah. And maybe the order you want to do it in. Here's what I mean by that. And okay. some people are like, well, that's just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. It well, makes it sense does. to me. Yeah, absolutely it does. Well, 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 this part, like, so one of the big Marine units that gets used is a um, Primaris chaplain on bike. You can use two litanies, and there's seven of them total. He knows one, and he picks two from the other six. And it goes off on a two plus. One of the uh, re-roll hits in combat. So you roll your dice, and oh, shit, I rolled a one. Right. That's a you can give re-roll hits to a unit. So I want this unit to have re-roll hits. So now my chapter master is going to give that unit re-rolls. Okay. All right. Chapter Whitney goes off. You don't need to do that. You just keep them in the aura with him. And everybody gets re-rolls in combat. And a chapter is something else. Sure. So the order of operations is important for you not to screw yourself over. Got it. And you want to do that for each phase. For your strategy movement phase, shooting phase, so forth and so on. Like if it says at the start of your movement phase, you got to do that before you move any of your your models, then you go back and try and use it and your opponent says no because it says the start. Don't get mad at them. That's your fault. You right. Use it when you're supposed to. There's a reason it says the start. There's a reason it says the end. There's a reason it says any time. You don't get to arbitrary. It doesn't matter. Well, it does because it says start of the movement. And if you've moved eight units, you're obviously not the starting movement phase anymore. So okay. favorite. Yeah. Take a listing of your stratagems and put them down in the order that they need to be done. And what I like to do is just say start and just put in bullets the stratagems that are at the start. And then the other ones are the movement and ones are the end and then move on. And, do, and that's going to help you move along faster throughout the game and not have your opponent waiting on you and not have to call a judge you know, <laughs> and you go back to the start of a phase to use a stratagem that you've obviously not used. Yeah. 
So I, I really like the stratagem part of the. Let me kind of sum up what you said because it makes it makes a ton of sense to me. And as myself as as a, as a, as a fairly new 40k player and and turning out to be a pretty damn good one, I'd like to throw out there. To me, there are three. Didn't throw that very far, by the way. It was it was more we of like threw a threw it out there. It was like from here to here. It was a it was a power lob. I power lobbed it. Uh. So, so to me, Gary and everyone else, there, there's three basic stratagems in my mind. There's re-roll any dice, you know, command re-roll. There's uh, attack after an enemy charge, counteroffensive, and uh, a, a passing some type of morale test type of a yep. type of a stratagem. And I think players, you know, obviously they can use these things in a limited number of times in the match. So that's where your placement is coming from. That's where you're talking about getting these things right. done and out in, in in the sequence of order that they need to be done. That's the way I understand the the stratagems. You're correct. And the stratagems for 40K, this is where um, the challenge would be for you, Pat, when you're switching to playing 40K. Right. Is the amount of stratagems that are involved going into this. Right. Um, In AOS, they've added some of that in 3.0. Okay. Right? Yeah, they have. And then your command abilities now... You can only use one per phase, and yep. you have multiples that you. That's kind of a. Um, I don't want to make like light or fun of anything, but that's kind of a very um, you know stratagems in forty k. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and you know, and I understand the whole stratagem piece because I mean, obviously, there's various very, and I also understand the various factions offer additional stratagems that players can use based on on the faction that you're going to be playing. So there's 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 a lot to be organized and understanding there, not only for yourself but for but for your opponent. Right. And I think I think to sum it all up, right, Gary? I mean, stratagems give players an idea of how the different armies or their factions actually fight the game, right? I mean, that's yeah, that's stratagems. basically it boiled all out of the pot. Yep, stratagems are the synergies that you can do with your army. Much better way to put it. Based off the different abilities that they have. Yeah, much uh, much and, better way to put it. Yeah, the, like, for instance, um, you're an Imperial Knight guy. Love them. Best army in 40K. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, okay. Now, slow down. You're getting a little ahead of yourself. So I'm going to give you a quick trivia question. You're not allowed to look up anything. Okay, look, hands up, not, not on the keyboard. Yeah, okay, I, I can't see that, but we'll, I'm sure the, the crowd will. So rotate ion shields. When do you do this? Uh, I would rotate my ion shields uh, when the opponent declares a target, right? When they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna shoot my uh, my knight. Yep, and then that's when you do it. The key word there is target. Right. Yeah, not shoot. Target. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not like the shooting phase or any of that. It's when it's targeted. So for all you old magic players out there, that's the trigger when it says I'm targeting that. I'm going to shoot cannon squad there right and you go okay i'm going to spend one or three cp depending on which one it is and i'm going to rotate island shields for four plus also the reason why this is important is because you can't use that stratagem again in that phase Mm -hmm. so now if i want to actually kill something else shoot at something that he doesn't necessarily want to spend that on right so it puts him in a different um situation yep but so that's the first one passed on there 
So. Well, I, you know, I think I think this is a good start to this conversation. I know that um, that we got we got a few more things we want to get to, and uh, we're going to be right back to that. But, folks, I mean, so far to kind of break down what we talked about, get your army list ready. Understand what you have to have on paper to play the game for not only for yourself but for your opponent, and have some type of a marker to indicate what occurred throughout the throughout the battle, throughout the round. Right. You know, did this guy? Did I use this stratagem? Did this guy fight? Did this guy charge? All those kinds of things are extremely important and stratagems, man stratagems stratagems basically you got to remember this tells you how your army is going to fight but gary we got we got more to talk about here right so we do all right we, we are coming we're coming right back with more on how to be an awesome 40k player like me playing knights getting all the questions right huh i rotate those ion shields one question it's like the most common strategy hey you know what it's still 100 percent in my book i'll take we'll that we'll do this point Hey gang, I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice, and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming, located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.GameStormGaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events, so get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. 630-243-9330. 630-243-9330. Again, that's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. Hey, you Grimdark goons. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. But hey, if you're new to the Grimdark Live experience, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and like our show. This way you'll always know when it's time for Grimdark Live. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for being back. We love all you dice chucking, glue sniffing gamer goons. Also, please recommend us to your friends, as Grimdark Live is a great show to get your nerd on every week. And if you like some after-ear action, give our podcast a listen after the live show. The podcast is typically published a couple of days after the live show. The link to the podcast is in the show notes below. And if you're already listening to our podcast, you rock, man. And if that ain't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. Again, that's grimdarklive.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. All right, we are back, and we are uh, we're talking about how to be a better 40k player. So, uh, so come back from the break. We talked about army lists. We talked about markers. We talked about stratagems. We got it all right, Gary. Now we're awesome 40k players, or is there or is there more? No, there's more. All right, let's let's uh, let's have at it, man. So, as we're going through, I wanted to make this as important for markers for people to remember, is because you have psychic powers as well. And since I'm going to be using a great knight. Very good example. So in 40K, whenever you have a psyker doing psychic powers, 
have three available to them. You have to do all three with that cycler and then move on to the next one. Okay. And you can't repeat them. In other words, if and I fail, I can't do that again. I got you. It's a one and done type thing. So with that being said, armored resilience, very important. It's like casting value of six, range of 12. And it says when resolving attack, the one from the wound roll. So that's the very good defensive spell. So whenever I cast it, I want to make sure that my opponent understands that, hey, this unit, when you roll the hit, you're going to be negative. So I'm going to put a marker there or something to signify that. This is after all stratagems, all those kind of things have been sure. done. Yeah. The reason why is because your opponent may have a stratagem that says they get plus one to wound, which now negates it. So he doesn't have to ask you armored resilience. And you go, shit, I don't remember. Right. I know Sanctuary is on this one. And I know that I gated that one. And I know Superior on that one. And I know I did um, Ethereal Manipulation over there. But I don't remember I did armor resilience on. And now you're the impact. Right. Yeah. So do that for everything. And there's Litany's as well that goes off. There's a ton of stuff that needs to be tracking of it. I'm just talking... And this might scare some folks. They're actually pretty easy to keep track of in comparison to some of the other armies that Pat was talking about playing. Sure, they've got contagion range. Oh yeah, that's not even an aura. Right, you can't turn it off, and it's on different models. So, all you Death Guard players out there, mm-hmm. just get a marker that says and put it next to it. Hey. This means the contagion range is within one inch of these models. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think that's that's you have to do that. So right, many that things are happening in the game. So many things are happening, and and you know it, it helps the flow of the game absolutely. Right. And if your whole art, just get a big ass marker, like a big one that's got an inch number on it, and just set it on the table and go. <laughs> currently, the contagion range, army. Right. You know, and to keep track of, and this is going to. This might get us some one of our first backlashes out there that are too lazy to do that. You're the problem. Bingo. You're the reason why this takes forever. You're the reason why things can't get remembered. And off of gotcha moments, not actually off of people knowing what's going on. Yep. And that's bad on you. And that's why most people do end up winning the events at the end. Because yeah. other players won't put up with it. They'll go, no, you didn't do that. And you can't prove to me that you did. Yeah. So now what do you do? You get the old dice roll off. So this we'll, we'll get away with markers. Everybody knows. One of the cool things that I was about being a nerd is I liked having all of that stuff. When I was a D&D guy, and I was playing that every Friday night at my kid's house. And all that information that was on your character sheet, to me, that was just awesome. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I really like this kind of stuff to go through it. And uh. And if you put it out there, now there is no, well, I didn't know that. Well, I did everything I could, but take a picture of it and hand it to you. Yeah, exactly. And all of that for you to go through it. So that that's the first one is your list and keeping track of your stratagems, spells, to where you know where everything's at and where your opponent is. Right. It's not that hard, and you only have to create it once. You don't yeah. have to repeat it. Yeah. Until you, right. 
Yeah, and you know, it's funny. You know, you, you got me thinking about something, and I'm, I'm going to kind of divulge here a little bit if I can, or diverge, I guess, a little bit here if I can. Um, when, when you talk about markers, you talk about, you know, game indications, um, I find that 40K is a little bit less forgiving when it comes to the uh, what you see, what you get kind of a thing. Yep. And the one thing I can say, please, uh, 40K players, I, I'm doing this because I'm just a, a, a maniac about it, but when I was coming in and learning the game, you know, uh, can can, we, can you just have equip the war gear according to the purpose? Can you just have that war gear on the models? You know, try to make units particularly if you know uh, efficient in what they do. For instance, what I'm talking about here is uh, if you have an anti tank anti tank unit, anti armor unit, uh, it should have anti tank weapons. You know, for instance, uh, what, what's the what's the what's the example you used the other day that I ran into uh, the dreadnoughts? Um, you know, they they can stop most tanks with las cannons, right? Right but uh, become anti-infantry with assault cannons. Yeah. So I, I think that's part of two. I think that ties back into the list and also ties into the social contract of gaming when, it, when, it, when yeah. we talk about you know having the right stuff on the field in, in addition to the right materials to help you support your army. Sorry, right. I wanted to throw that out there before my brain no, fell out of my ear. But your water brings correct, and that was actually flowing way into where I was headed for the other way to do that. Oh, you see, I, I, but, guess, I guess I too am psychotic. I mean psychic. Uh, oh my goodness. So, <laughs> an, an RTT, which is your Rogue Trader tournaments, is typically between eight and 20 people. Right. T or a major. If there's any GT or any major, typically is going to require that you be painted and your army is what you see is what. So, your army list is what's on the model. Yep. Yep. RTTs can be a little bit more relaxing on that that's testing grounds but they don't let it get too crazy like you don't have to be painted but then you can't win best overall sure you know and see is what you get you need to say hey is it okay if i use this as a proxy it's the same size blah 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 i'll ensure my opponent knows because if you don't then you're just trying to do the gotcha moment thing again oh of course yeah so yeah and uh you don't want that label Oh, no, because you know what? This is, this is a big community in a small world. Yep. And really once you get that label, you're going to find it difficult to get pickup. You're going to be at the RTT sitting by yourself, eating cold meatloaf, as Pat likes to say. That's it. Because people don't want anything. If you show up and you have proxies, because I understand it's expensive and you want to try things out and you go, hey, this model is actually more terrible. <laughs> Through the entire game. Now, it's okay if you say, for me anyway. I'm not saying this is for all event organizers. Sure. But you look at your opponent, it's not the real model. I understand it's not the right size. So you will be able to see him no matter what. Mm-hmm. Always. I don't care what the terrain is. You know, because that's, you got to give some sort of leeway through that. Now, going into that part, a lot of army the same whenever you're across the table. Like my Space Wolves, I've got 20 Vanguard vets. They all have Storm Shields and Lightning Claws, and they're all painted. How is my opponent supposed to know what unit's what? Yeah, you, you do something courteous like mark the bases or something. Right. Oh, yeah. Space Wolves squad. Um, one unit, all of them have black hair and a wolf head. The other unit, they're all different colors. So that's... Or you can do... Um, it's... It doesn't look pretty, but you can do rubber bands. But if you want to be, let me say, not the right way, 
you want to do it a better way, there's a company that sells squad markers that you just paint and and they've got little tips on the front and the back and you can see the different colors. That's perfect. Because I've never particularly been one that liked to have strike Marines have black bases then 10 have brown bases and then 10 have red bases and then 10 have yellow bases. Sure. It was more permanent to me. But if I can slide these markers on and off, then we're good to go. Yeah, the or markers are a good idea. I like that. Yep. Or if they're head, you are the insane hobbyist and their shoulder pads are all different colors to signify what they are. So make sure your opponent's not waiting on you to go, oh, you killed four guys out of the red unit and I pulled two from the blue unit and I've already moved. Now you're a mess. So make sure easily identifiable by your opponent. Not you that sit there and stares at him every day and go, well, I know this is that squad. Don't look at him every day. So right. when you go up, make it again. So we're not waiting to go through it. These squads are this, so forth, so on, and an event. Now, if you're at a practice game and you're going there to test out, and this is what I had brought up at the beginning of the show, right? Gray Knights, Pat, you want to try? You've played 40k enough to graduate from elementary school. Mm-hmm. Or something else. Um, you don't need that army. You don't even really need the models. You can get the where you want to with them and then just practice yeah Don't right take that to a store just see how it flows how it feels sure is this something that you go spend anywhere from 400 to 1200 on an army and then have to build it and then have to paint it mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff exactly yeah and you can set that up and that's different those are called practice games with your friends and they might want to try it out as well yeah, and I think I think that's that's crucial to the development yep. of of you as a hobbyist. Not only that, but you as a gamer, because that that goes back to what we what we talked about before is in, in, at the beginning of the of the of the conversation here. That yep. making sure that the army that you're 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 getting yourself into is one that you actually a want to play, b yep. like to play, and c know how to play. Yep. And so, and yeah, you, proxy the proxy the crap out of it. You know, cut yep. little cut little twenty five millimeter or thirty two millimeter or forty millimeter size bases and move them around on yep. a table. Throw dice, or or if you out. have an army because most of them have thirty two millimeters, you have Death Guard and you want to try to play um, right Grey Knights. Yep, your Terminators are the same size. Exactly. Yeah, get a ten yellow rubber bands and put it around one of you and say, hey. This is a 10-man paladin squad. Right. The guy with two yellow rubber bands on him. And then you're going to practice and go out that way before you go out and buy that stuff. And I can say that, that you're one of the first guys I've ever come across that actually has used those little rubber bands on those models. And I got to tell you, it's far and away better than painting the base. It's far and away better than having some type of different like nomenclature or something on the model. Right. It really is freaking brilliant. I mean, but have you ever run into an issue with with a tournament organizer, organizer, a TO that says, "Hey, man, what, what's with all the rubbers on the models?" Um, uh, Frontline Gaming did it one year where they didn't let you use rubber bands. To, um, they wanted you to use um like the base markers. Oh sure. To go through it, and I think it was more from a visual. Okay. Um, Games Workshop and them were like side by side and filming and. 
Games Workshop didn't want to have models that were on their stream had rubber bands all over them. And then my response to Games Workshop would be then, then you need to create something. And they would probably come back, well, you can mark your shoulder pads. I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. So you need to find a different way. Only time that I'd seen that, but no, I've never had an issue. And when I went to the war meet and playing AOS to go in there, I have 80 skinks. All the rest of them are gray. I would be the biggest dirt bag in the world if I just showed up with 80 gray skinks <laughs> with four different units. I wanted to know which units which. Well, you know what? You'd be our kind of dirt bag, man. Right. So, yeah, I, I can't do that because I'm the worst painter in the world on Oh, no. That, that was largely on my fault. Oh, no. I so, think I got you beat on that one, man. As I said before, I, I, I paint like a one-armed blind drunk that just fell off a tilt-a-whirl. Making sure your units are easily identifiable is the next step. Exactly. For being better at what it is that you're doing. Now, last ones that I'll go into here. Um, make sure you understand, open that mission pack up the different missions know what the secondaries are so in 40k you have a primary mission each game and typically every mission in the grand tournament pack the primary mission is you either build one objective it's five points two objectives ten points points some of them those are called take and hold the ones that are called domination you have to hold two for five points right and then you check for your opponent now, remember this. Um, if you hold two objectives, holds one, that's not always 15 points. Okay. Because, like, if it gets you five, three objectives get you five more, and holding more than your opponent gets you five more, in those missions, if, and your opponent holds one, you get 10 points. Sure. You get five points for holding two, five more for holding more. Right. Yep. You don't automatically get 15 if you hold more. Sure. That's a mistake that's made in there. So yeah. go through that and figure out. I think out that's a mistake the, I've made. I think that's a mistake I've made. Do you want to know the truth? Yeah. I do. Uh, go through and read the missions. This is It's easy. I know that there's at least 10, 15 minutes a day to where you're by. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Right. In a room, usually there's a mirror in front of you somewhere, and you're sitting down. Read. Right. Now you know what the secondaries are. You know how the objectives are laid out, and you know how it plays, and you know the rules about it. And that's helpful to your point. Sure. Um, sure. Like AOS, it says once you hold the objective, it's still yours until your opponent takes it away from you, even if you leave it. Right. You know? And if you don't remember that, you're going to score the entire game wrong. So and and know the missions. So up is. Uh, have a good army list that has notes on it for you. Have markers for your stratagems, notes, and have markers for your other abilities and put those on the units that you use them on. Lastly, your army is identifiable. Everybody knows what it is in the missions that you're going into play. Yeah. If you're looking at going into a new army, do everything except buy the army. Amen to that. Absolutely. You can put your other army on there, dress it up however. Have your army list set up the same way. Have your stratagem set up the way. Have your marker set up the same way. And then go through it. Because 
in the beginning you train like you fight and fight like you train now here yep. if you practice like you play then you're going to play like you practice yep that's what's going to make you make less mistakes whenever you're on the field because the only control what you can when you game situations are going to come up that you've never been in you can't prepare for that that's why you play more to understand those situations whenever you after the game is over if you want to get really really better at it take notes of what you did wrong oh yeah you done better take notes of what it is that you didn't do and the last thing i'll leave you with is ask your opponent what are you a shooting army you know, assault army. <laughs> What's your big deal? What's your big play? Do you have something death watch that you take one data sheet in my army and reroll all the wounds against it with your entire army for a turn? Right. If that's a thing you should probably, especially if I ask. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I, don't be surprised if you run into that person that goes, Hey, what's your army do? Well, I don't, you're right. You don't. Right. So, yeah, and, and there are people that are going to say that. But, you know, one one thing that and, – and, Gary, you're spot on. But one thing I want to, to add to what you said, because this is something that you taught me, was always assume that you're going to lose the initiative role. And for me, what this means is that how I deploy my unit. You know, you always talk all the time about, you know, the only thing we can control is deployment and movement. Once you put dice in your hand, the whole thing goes out the window. This is what you talk about all the time. Right, and I think I think a lot of times people don't have enough foresight in their their army list building and their army preparatory you know uh, things they have to do, much less to how they're going to assess you know possibly going second in a game. You know, I think uh, you know uh, understanding where your your key assets are, placing weaker units out of out of yeah. sight. I think all these things like you're talking about too. When, when you know why I'm bringing this up is you said talk to your opponent, ask them. You know, do you have a shooting army? What does yeah. this unit do? Because yeah. I think that's going to help you understand how to defend those key assets, where to place weaker units out of sight, uh, you know, placing certain units in cover. I mean, that, you all bring those it up, That's funny because I played AOS on Saturday. Me those questions. And I asked every opponent I played those questions. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, it, just, it just makes sense. I think, I think moreover, I think the strategy also lets players – move towards achieving their core formations and things they want to do much faster. So I, I think I think that helps tie up what we really talked about this evening. You know, when yeah. we talk about army lists and markers and strategies and, you know, really the, the whole principle about being a good fucking person, pardon my yeah. French, uh, you know, the social contract to gaming that, you know, hell guys, you know what guys, we mean it so much here at Grimdark Live, we put it in a song. Listen, listen, to, the end, listen to our ending song here on Grimdark Live. It's in the song. It's our music. The social contract of gaming. That, another thing I want to say, you brought a very good point on deployment. That's another show to go yeah. through it. Because that, that's more of like you're on the board and what you can do on the board to play better and do better is control, is deployment and movement. Right. And it's like, oh, we have stratagems too. You're right, you do. But there's it can make it cost an extra one. Maybe you don't have the points. There's GSE strat that says, no, you can't use that stratagem. There's another strat that you can use that, but it's going to cost you an extra command point the rest of the game, you know, Dark Elder-wise. Or you may be out of command point. Movement, deployment, you can control those. Yep. And almost every single game is lost in movement and deployment. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. Oh, and TOs? 
I'm going to say this every show to the end of time. Terrain, 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 terrain. You need what your terrain is going to look like for your event well before your event so you can get feedback and see if you need to adjust it. Terrain, the most destructive or most positive influence on your event. And it's not even close. Yep. I love it. Good stuff. Well, Gary, that's awesome insight, man, on, on how to really be a better 40K player. You know, a lot of people, I went into this thinking we were going to talk about how to be a better tactically, a, a, a better physical player. You talked about just being also a better person, man. So bravo to you for, uh, sure. for, for, for making that a much, a much better topic than I thought for. Sure. And I'm sure everybody else. Uh, <laughs> but I got the closing thoughts, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's my turn to talk now. <laughs> Yeah, you brought up a, we could keep going till midnight on this. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of other things to do. But at the end of it, it's it's what we had discussed. So if you roll like crap, don't flip out and become an ass yep. to your opponent because it yep. was bad. It's, it's hard to do. Many years, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it now, but I try. Yeah, and that's, and that's all you can do, man. That's all you can do. And, and you know what? I'm going to tie that into uh, – into my closing thoughts. Um, you know, guys, I guess, I guess what I want to say is this, you know, tonight on tonight's show, you heard Gary, especially talk about the social contract of gaming. You heard him talk about, uh, you know, army lists and, and markers and, you know, stratagems and, and, and really understanding how to be a better opponent, how to be a better person in this community. So what I want to ask everyone and really want to talk to everyone is, uh, are you guys in a club? I am. Gary is. We're both in clubs. We're 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 in, we're in the Grimdark Gaming Club. Grimdark Goons, I guess, is the best is the best uh, name we have for it. Uh, we're an Age of Sigmar club, and we're a 40k club. Uh, does your club only play one game? Maybe it plays more. I don't know. Uh, but the biggest thing, if you if you haven't really understood about what we're talking about here, is the social contract. And um, have you been in that club for a long time? Has it been the same group of gamers for that long time? Are you growing that club? Is it shrinking? Do you ever stop and take a look around at any of that? I mean, in other words, what I'm saying is, is your club inclusive? Period. End of story. Uh, and, and, you know, in, inclusive. Uh, what does that word mean to you? Um, you know, I, I guess for me, what it means to me is I'd, I'd, I would rather be remembered for who I include versus who I exclude. And uh, these days, man, we're, we're pretty good as far as excluding people. And you see this a lot in clubs. They're very closed off. They don't want certain people in. Um, and you know, what I'm proud of is this club here. I'm proud of the Grimdark Goons. I'm proud of this club that I belong to, you know, uh, in this club, we have vets, we have non-vets, uh, veterans is what I mean. Uh, we have, um, conservatives, liberals, uh, Christians, Jews, atheists. Uh, we have straight, we have gay, uh, we have, um, able-bodied, we've, we've got, uh, crippled members, um, and, you know, I, I, think, I think for us, once the dice hit the table, all those social constructs that, that, that we seem to hang on to in this game, in this game of pushing plastic dollies across the table, they all go out the window. All those social contra- constructs, all those things that we hear about that we're bombarded with every day, we throw it out the window. Um, and that's why we're growing. Our club is growing. It's growing a lot. And uh, we're having a great time. And we understand who and what each other is. Because first and foremost, at that table, we're gamers. And you know what? And that makes us friends. And I don't, I don't care uh, if somebody served in the military or didn't serve in the military. I don't care if somebody uh, voted for this uh, president or the last president. None of that matters. 
these people, we, we have a common understanding because you know what? We're not pricks. And, you know, the proof is in the pudding. We had 18 people at this last uh, war meet. Uh, 18 people. That's, that's, a, that's a small tournament. Um, can you say the same with your club? Can you, can you say the same honestly? I don't think a lot of you can. And uh, I hope someday you can. I hope whatever it is, I hope you find what it is you're looking for. But uh, if you don't have the right attitude, you won't. Uh, and I think a lot of you won't. Uh, but I think some of you will, and I hope you do. Um, and uh, I, I just I want to put that out there because, you know, these clubs that play in these stores, that play in these basements, uh, they're the essence of this whole whole community. And uh, we've got a good one. And we have a good one because, we, as I said, we can look past all those things. Uh, none of us give a shit who you voted for or who you sleep with. doesn't matter. Um, as long as you don't cheat the game and as long as you understand the, uh, the social contract, co- uh, contract of gaming. That's, um, that's it, really. And you've got to ask yourself, if you, if you can't say the same, there's a problem. And, and, you know, I guess saying that, that's a matter of opinion, too. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that's my uh, uh, that that's really what what I have to say to that. That's uh, that's everything I have. And that's uh, that's a wrap for the show, man. We are uh, we are done. Uh, Gary, great show tonight, man. Uh, you too. Well said. Thank you. Uh, guys, uh, we'll see you next week. Join us next Wednesday for another 40K show. And here's the thing, guys. Don't forget, on Tuesdays, we have more Age of Sigmar coming at you. And don't forget, we got battle reports coming up here, guys. We got 40K battle reports. Right, Gary? That's fact. And we got Age of Sigmar battle reports coming up. And you never know. There might be some other uh, uh, content coming down the pike. But you know what? We're going to save that to surprise you. Good night, guys. Have a great night. Talk to you later. Bye. Dark Live would like to thank you for slumming through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show, or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. short